It Takes Two, Amy Eiler, J.J. Gordon. It is our year in review along with See It, Stream It, or Skip It. If you have never heard this segment before, well, it's pretty simple. We tell you what to see in theaters, what to stream from the comfort of your own home, and what to skip to save the time and or money for it. In the studio right now, I've got some serious movie buffs. I've got Brent Brandt, who's been with me all day. Brent, welcome. Hey, hey, thank you, JJ. It's so fun to be here with you and Kevin. And Will Thompson. Woo, Will! So Will is the youngest movie watcher in the room right now. So I'm going to be very interested in hearing like what Will's opinions are. Because we're going to break out what our favorite movies of 2023 was and then what we're most looking forward to in 2024. So, uh, Brent, let's start with you. And okay? we're talking favorite. We're not saying the best movie of the year. We're saying favorites. Okay. okay? Yeah. A little right. bit of a Different. difference. We, yeah. We're not talking about what's got the highest critic score. What is the movie that you had the most fun at mm-hmm. that you, that stuck with you that you thought about? Because I've got some movies on here that, you know, People have pretty much just said, like, well, that's garbage. <laughs> so I'm excited to share that with you. All right. My favorite movie this year, and you can catch it on HBO, it's a documentary called Albert Brooks Defending My Life. Did so you see good. it? So good. If In fact, it was my stream it the week it came out. Oh, it was. If you uh if you're an Albert Brooks fan, you'll love it because it goes back to, you know, when he was doing his awesome stand-up sketch just bits that he would do on shows. Do you know Albert Brooks? Not no. really. No, not at all. Uh, so Brooks. that's another reason to see it, because you will be introduced to Albert Brooks, because he started with these just very smart, clever bits he would do on all those variety shows. We were just talking about how he was integral in the Smothers Brothers show. Correct. We said goodbye to Tommy Smothers, and he was a writer and performer on that show. And you see you see every big comic now talking about what, what a genius he was doing that. Like, he, like just... Every comic was saying that he was just on a different planet than, than anybody else. Have I mean, you ever he, seen? You've seen the movie Mother with Albert course. Brooks and Debbie yeah, Reynolds, and that's oh. based on his real life mother. Cause it is one of the top five movies of in my in my opinion. I watch that still. It's o- over twenty years, twenty five years at this point. I still roll on the floor laughing watching that movie. I mean, Albert Brooks is a comedy genius, but what Debbie Reynolds is able to She's do great. in that is go toe to toe with him. Amazing. Yep. So, oh, what wonderful Lost, Lost in America. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Julie Hagerty. That's a great movie. Anyway, and the, the, the other part of that is you see all these clips and stories, but you also just see him and Rob Reiner have a conversation. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, Albert Brooks and Rob Reiner went to school together. Oh, and, and Albert Brooks was doing little bits and, and knew Carl Reiner and went to saw his buddy one day and goes, hey, uh. I know Carl Reiner, and, and Rob Reiner goes, yeah, I know him too. He's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so one on my list is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Fantastic. It, it is an adaptation of a book that they never thought could actually be adapted into a movie, and I think they did such a phenomenal job. I mean, Rachel McAdams plays uh, plays the mother in this. And she does. It's a it's a mother role that you don't see a lot of in Hollywood, where it seems to be a little more stripped down. And she's not she's not evil. She's not June Cleaver. She's that mother who is trying to balance a million things at once, but still absolutely loves her kid. I thought that this movie was fantastic, and I think it was poorly marketed because they didn't know who they should be going after. Should they be going after the People from their mid forties to mid thirties should they be going after teens? Like who mm-hmm. should they market this towards? And it's unfortunate that it didn't get more attention than it did. But I was telling Brent earlier, I wouldn't be surprised 
if Rachel McAdams or even Kathy Bates shows up with a nomination for the Academy Awards, maybe even a Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm. I just think it's a kind of a sleeper hit, and they, I think they dumped it last You should break. go search it out. It's really, really it's good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Will, what's on your list? My number one thing, and it just was this last Tuesday that my sister and I went to see it. I absolutely adored the movie Poor Things. Um, yeah. We've talked about how it's maybe not a movie for everybody. It's definitely an art house film, a little smutty at times. Oh, um, a little? A little. little. <laughs> <laughs> They're checking tickets at the door for this one. <laughs> but I enjoyed it a lot. It's also an adaptation of a book, um, which I didn't know until the credits told me that it was. Um, but I've never identified with a main character as much as I identified with Emma Stone. Ex- experiencing and exploring the world for the first time ever. Yes, and and uh, picking it up so quickly uh-huh. uh, and not losing optimism along the way. Um, and, you know, you might say it's a little naivete with the optimism, which I think is fine, um, but it, it was it just really rung very true to me. Willem Dafoe, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Oh, so Mark good. Ruffalo should get a best supporting for that one, I think, I, because I he's so funny as this kind of... You know, foppish European yeah. lord, and like he's he's just absolutely. The movie itself is really funny. Mm-hmm. It's it's really poignant. It's a well written role for uh for Emma Stone. I think this is one of you know, you, if you read that script for Poor Things, it's probably a hard sell to somebody being like, okay, well, this is what you're gonna end up having to do, and like your character is nonverbal at points, and you're like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. But she did a wonderful job. Emma Stone deserves an Oscar. She was fantastic. She's I great. agree. And you compare that to other roles that she's played and gotten Oscar nominations, like Birdman, for example. That on the page, you go, okay, that's a, it's a good, meaty role. Uh, what she brought to the role, like you're saying, taking the page and elevating it in yeah. and of itself, I think deserves a lot of praise. Okay, just for time, do your next two, Brent. Okay, uh, The Color Purple was amazing. Uh, it's the musical adaptation, um, and I cried the last 30 minutes of that movie. I thought it was just amazing. And it's, it's some of the performances, and it's interesting because it was a book turned into a movie, turned into a stage show, turned into a movie. It doesn't happen very often that uh, that a straight movie gets put into a musical and then remade. Mm-hmm. Although it, I'll, I'll come back to another <laughs> one. Coming up in a sec. Oh, you just showed your hand for 2024. <laughs> is it a movie musical, though? Is it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's yeah. an mm-hmm. adaptation of the stage it was, show. It, it's a great Christmas release that I don't feel they did a good job pushing out there. It's in theaters right now. You can go see it right now. Yeah. It did set the record, though, for opening day it on did. a Christmas day. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they marketed it more. They could have even doubled that it's, maybe yeah. it's it cast is great uh it, it looks fantastic cinematography the sets it's it's really really i immediately downloaded the album afterwards oh, really? yeah. yeah the broadway or the movie album? the movie Ooh. i downloaded the movie one yeah was okay. it one of those deals where they they had hollywood actors play the characters in the movie or are they the the stage show people? the of a few of them are broadway people okay um and some of them are just movie movie Actor, actors yeah. and actresses, but yeah, there's, there's a lot a, there's of people a, you'd recognize. Okay, there's a couple Tony-nominated people that are in the show. Yeah. Okay. okay what's that? What else? Oh, um, well, are you there? God was on my list, but I'm an, I'm. But my fourth <laughs> is Leave the World Behind on Netflix. Yeah, you were just telling me you were all about uh, this. Just it was interesting, great cast, uh, twists and turns, and then the ending is just fantastic. Okay, and it's pe- on Netflix. Be watching it. Now. Have you seen it? No, no. Have Julia you? Roberts, right? I, I, I've, I've been it. told to see it, but I haven't I've seen it yet. It. No. What did you think? Um, I am madly in love with Julia Roberts. Okay. I'm leaving my wife for her if she's available. All right. But the the one thing about the movie, it's a two and a half hour movie, and this person is in love with drone shots, 
And you could True. easily cut an hour out of the movie from from the long lead-ins to scenes. But it, it is pretty creepy, and there are moments you're like, wait, what is going on? I know. It's it's just it's yeah. captivating, interesting. And the ending, we're not giving anything away, but did you like it or not like it? I I wasn't expecting it. It's a surprise. Yeah, I did Some like people it, don't like the yeah, ending. Yeah, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. Cause you, I love the I, ending. I don't want to give anything away, no, but no. It, it's definitely worth seeing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Will, what else is on your list? The other things on my list, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon was a huge anticipation for me. I, I love Martin Scorsese, probably my favorite director. Stick the landing on that one for you? I think so. Um, I think the editing uh, deserves the Oscar. Might have been the best of uh, Scorsese's collaborator's career. Uh, I mean, obviously, a very well-decorated editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belma. Yes. I, I don't want to mispronounce her last name without saying it. That's yep, why. Nope, I hear you. But she's, she's incredible. One yep. of the best to ever do it. Um, and then the other one, Oppenheimer. I really thought Oppenheimer was Christopher Nolan's best film. I I, I get a lot of flack for saying that. There's but. nothing on your list under two and a half hours. Go <laughs> <laughs> well, watch Leave the World Behind. You'll um, love it. Okay, so uh, Oppenheimer isn't on my list, but it I think it deserves to be because we saw something that was unheard of this last summer with Barbenheimer. I wrote right? Barbenheimer down, but yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer, I, so I went back and rewatched it for the first time since I saw it in theaters just over last weekend, and the movie is intense, and I mean, Killian Murphy, without a doubt, is going to get a Best Actor nod for this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Christopher Nolan's got a Best Director nod no matter what. Whether or not it wins, we'll see something else. So, interesting, because you picked two things that depicted different uh, takes on historical uh, moments. In fact, very important moments in American history. Yeah, I think you're maybe seeing my my bias uh, mm-hmm. in my favorite types of films, art house, historical, uh, sure. you know, highbrow kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so to round out my list, I'm going to go with American Fiction. Great movie. And uh, the North Dakota Film Society, I got to see a screener of it. I don't think it's opened in Fargo, and it should. Probably it'll be a New Year's release. It is The, the premise is very simple. It is about a black author who's told he doesn't write black enough mm-hmm. and his take on what that means and so he essentially writes <laughs> a book that says well this is what you want this is where you go and then he's suddenly getting all the acclaim for it this is easily i think the funniest movie i saw in 2023 it, it i hilarious start to finish it has got a phenomenal message especially how we uh, how we whitewash media in a lot of ways. I'm telling you, American fiction is going to be one that gets talked about for a very long time, and it's probably one of the best gelling casts. It, it, did you see it in the movie theater, or is it, is it on the I, I had to, I had to see it. No, it's not available for streaming. I saw it yet. on the movie theater, and it's great. Yeah. And did you I, see it in the cities? The commercials look great. Oh, it was here? Yeah, we had a we had a. Well, I had a private screening. You had a press oh, screening yeah. for it? Yeah. Good for you. I'm excited to see it. Jeffrey Wright's incredible. And He's so good. Yeah. He's so funny. Though. I don't know and why it's not in town yet. It's, the, it's too bad. I I feel like this is one of those ones that they'll put into January, right? Like mm. it'll play. It'll start playing in January after it's had its minimal release required to be uh, Oscar eligible. And my last one, Plane. <laughs> so <laughs> Takes you back to January. January of 2023 because somebody has got to have a movie that is popcorn silliness fun. This movie is nothing but fluff. Gerard Butler is an airline pilot, and his plane goes down in a storm. He's a commercial airline pilot, and he's got a. He's like, he's like, there's 115 souls on board. I got to take care of. That's right. And it turns out he has like a military background. The island that they have to crash land on is controlled by a drug cartel. Love this movie. <laughs> Can't wait for boat. Which is the logical sequel to Plane. I'm telling you, like, there's something about a Gerard Butler 
no, throwaway it's action it's movie. Fun. I loved all the Olympus Has yeah, Fallen movies. Yeah. And uh, and Plane really gave that to me. Now, notable things that we didn't even get to, May-December knocked my socks off. Totally killer. The Back to the Future meets Scream was great. I liked Barbie. Brent and I were just having a very spirited argument about dream scenario. Mm. Um, there's a lot of great stuff that came out this year that just didn't get a lot of attention. I feel like the biggest movies of the year kind of sucked all the oxygen away. So if you look at like the top 10 for gross, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Fast and Furious X. I mean, there wasn't a lot of room for some of these smaller movies to you know get long legs. Even something like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse didn't get a lengthy amount of time in theaters. We also had uh, Elemental, which was not a success, but then it became a success. And then Disney's like, don't worry, guys, we made money. Really long legs on that one. It, it was, was surprising. Yeah. Did you see it? I did not see it. Um, if I had a kid, that'd be the, the movie of the year for me, probably. <laughs> I did not care for it. Yeah. I couldn't wait for that movie to end. Did you guys see <laughs> Next Goal Wins? Yes. That was really good. That was really yeah. good. Okay. That didn't get a lot of play either. I rejected one of your recommendations. I called you one day and I said, mm-hmm. oh, what? What do you, how's Equalizer 3? And he said, yeah, I don't see that. See Haunting in Venice. And we went to the movie theater. We went to Equalizer 3. Kind of a dud compared to the first two. Never saw Haunting in Venice. And you said that was great. I it's it, Just talking with Brent again about this today. It was my favorite of the Kenneth Branagh, Hercule Poirot Hercule, films. Yeah. It just, it's, it's done as a, like a scary movie. Not a horror, but a scary movie yeah. versus you know the straight-up mysteries he had done for the other two. And, is there and some it supernatural out, stuff in there? Yeah, it's, it's, all about, it's all about like a... Uh, you know whether or not this uh, this soothsayer, this person who can speak to the beyond, is telling okay. the truth, and what happened. I I mean I really enjoy. It. And no, it's he, good. He shot it in a uniquely different way from any of his other movies. Who's the, who's the director? Kenneth uh, Branagh. Brana. Oh, he was in it. And mm-hmm. okay, didn't know. And it's a very like I think there's only one other adaptation of this. It's a short story by Agatha Christie. And so I think there's only one other adaptation, so that's why he chose it. He wanted to do something that wasn't like Murder on the Orient Express gotcha. and seen everywhere. Okay, looking forward in 2024. Will Thompson, what are you most looking forward to this next year? There's a lot of good choices. I think it has to be Dune 2. I'm really excited yeah. for Dune 2. And they keep playing with the release date on that. I don't know yeah. why. So they should stop. They should have released it in November, in yes. my opinion. Uh, but just just give us Dune. Give us the Dune. And put Dune original back in theaters so I can see it and then go see Dune 2 So in So you're, you're already leaning into like, a three-hour-long epic, too. So yeah, well, you want to yeah. see the long ones in the theater. You want to <laughs> yep. get your money's worth. Exactly. Will, at the top of my list, Dune 2. Do you know why? Why? Because they tell us that Dune 2 starts where you fell asleep <laughs> at the end of Dune 1. Yeah. It's going right to pick up right there where you fell asleep. <laughs> I, Dune, I couldn't. If you gave me a million dollars, I couldn't tell you. Five facts about the first movie. See, Wasn't I sting in the first one. That's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the books, so I'm biased. Yeah. It's kind of like my Star Wars for sure. yeah. per oh, se. Cool. So Good. I've got many friends who said that Dune is where it's at for them, and they they really like what they saw so far in the first one, and so they're very ready for that. And the, the visuals are they stunning. look great. I just couldn't get into it. Understandable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Why a lot can't of we have intermissions? I wouldn't be fine having a 10-minute intermission in they some of these movies. They used to do that when I was a kid. Brent, do you remember? You're of course. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. To, Sound of Music it has a beautiful has intermission, intermission sequence. You know, I actually went to the Tarantino's, uh, uh, the roadshow of the uh, Western in the 
of Django Unchained? No, the the, the other. The, oh, the magnificent. No, no, no the, the, the hateful the, eight. Hateful eight. Why well, couldn't come I got there eventually. The hateful eight had a roadshow and it had an intermission and wow. you got a you got, got a you got a book with it too. Yeah, so it it can happen, hmm. but yeah. Some movies need an intermission, for uh, sure. Somebody says, JJ, how can you mention all of these in the top 10 without mentioning Top Gun Maverick? It's the best movie of all time. I love Top Gun Maverick, but that was 2022, yeah. not Although 2023. Mission Impossible, I'll give I'll give some credit. Yeah. Mission Impossible was fun. I, you didn't I, like it? No, I did. Oh, I liked yeah, it, it a lot, but I feel like it just got lost. Did, I mean, yeah. because really everyone was talking about Barbenheimer, and so it played. Right. It had this big opening weekend, and then just... Disappeared. Right. Didn't Indiana Jones cut it off too in the theaters? Indiana Jones uh, Indiana was first. first before. Oh, now, if yeah, this okay. were yeah, a year ago yeah. and you were asking me what's your most anticipated movie of 2023, it was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. 100%. That was disappointing. Yeah. And that was disappointing. Yeah. It, it was nowhere on my list. It was better than Crystal Skull. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> yeah. saying. Which which uh, horse dropping did you like stepping in most? It's the smaller <laughs> one. Um, my uh, most anticipated for 2024 is the Mean Girls musical. Uh, yeah, there you go. I, I'm amazed. I mean, talk about it, another movie that that is just Mean Girls comes out 20 years ago. It's a huge hit, and then Tina Fey and her husband Jeff Richmond adapted into a stage play. That is awesome. One of the most creative sets I've ever seen. And then now that they're making it, and they've had to adapt it now because the culture of high school is different from where it was in the early 2000s to 2023. So they've changed some things. I love that Tim Meadows is coming back to play the same character he did uh, in the original movie. Same with Tina, Tina Fey. Fey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, John Hamm is Coach Carr. Yep. You, go, you go Glenn Coco. I mean, and I've seen the musical. It's fantastic. I, so I'm I very much looking forward to that. that. That is the one that's at the top of my list as well. So we're and on only, the same what, page. Only a week and a half, and we're into January 20- 11th. Yeah, oh, okay. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, oh, the musical is really good. The songs are great. Uh, I'm excited to see both the movie musical and then see my friend Natalie Shaw in right? the traveling Broadway show. I, yeah. I, when they announced that Natalie was going to be in the show, and I'm like, and you're at the in the show the same time that they're going to release this giant movie? Like, you got it, girl. Keep doing it. You're 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 definitely rocking and rolling. Okay, well that's see it, stream it, or skip it. That is what we've got for this year. A whole lot of stuff going on there. If you missed a minute of it, we're gonna have it podcast at kfjo.com. Huge thank you to Brent Brandt for being on this one. Um, anything that uh, that you want to throw out? Any other like last little listen to this one? Um, I I can't think. Oh, I mean, God, you no. see the pages. He it looks like he looks like he's got a manifesto there. I I did. I saw 113 movies in the theater this year. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> I mean, that's some good stuff right there. That's a lot. That's How a about lot. you? Well, anything else that you want to throw out there? That's like, listen, you should probably see this. I just want to reiterate that I liked Indiana Jones Five. I might be in the minority, but I kind of <laughs> <It> liked it. <laughs> all right, but it wasn't gr- like. I mean, nothing will ever be better to it me. It was no than Taylor Swift, the heiress, or Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, is that going to be the trend the next couple of years? Are we going to see concert films? I don't see That'd why be cool. not because I, you I already are doing all the work. You might as well recoup you, an extra hundred million. Yeah, they're fun. Did you guys go? I, oh, I, I, did I went not. to both. You're listening to It Takes Two. Amy Eiler, JJ Gordon on the Mighty Seven Ninety and One Hundred Four Point Seven FM KFGO. I'm